Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. In Romans chapter 6, the Apostle Paul instructed us to, quote, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. If we're in Jesus today, it's extremely important that we understand and meditate on the fact that our old sinful self has indeed been killed and crucified with him, and we have been given a new self, resurrected in the image of Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's open our Bible now to Romans chapter 6 and study this profound principle of death to sin and resurrection life in Jesus. Well, good morning and welcome to another teaching. It is a Saturday morning here in Texas and uh, hopefully y'all are spending time with Jesus, growing in your relationship with Jesus, just spending time in your in the scriptures, in your Bible, spending time in prayer and praise and thanksgiving in uh, worship, spending time in fellowship with uh, with other believers, you know, just spending time you know, in, uh, in growing to know Jesus and using all the, the blessings and tools he's given us to, to aid us in that process. So thank you, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> all right, we're going to continue in Romans 6. Um, again, the, the revelation, the insight, the reason, um, just the, the tremendous logical argument that the Apostle Paul is laying down here, obviously led by the Holy Spirit, the, the, the more you study it, just the more overwhelming it becomes. And so thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord willing, today we'll do verses 8 to 14. So, Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy, your favor, your goodness, and your grace on our lives. Father, we thank you for this book of Romans. We thank you for the, the overwhelming, incredible, profound insights <clears throat> that are coming from this book of Romans and that have been given to us into the the truth of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and all he is to us. Father, we worship you and thank you. Jesus, we thank you for becoming a human man for us, for living a perfect, righteous life on our behalf and in our place, and for dying torturous death on our behalf and in our place. And we thank you that you're alive and risen, and we worship you today, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open your word. We ask you to give us eyes that see, ears that hear, and hearts that understand. And Father, I do continue to want to pray your mercy and healing and blessing and salvation in my, in my mother, Father. I ask you to be with her. I ask you to comfort her. I ask you to reveal yourself to her and to my Father. I ask you to, to save them, Father, to have mercy on them. I pray wholeness and health and healing now on my mother. She's in the hospital. I ask you to be with the doctors. And I ask for, again, your mercy and your favor and your grace in this situation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. <clears throat> Romans 6, verses 8 to 14. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. 
Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer your parts and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master because you are not under law, but under grace. Wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. Okay. So again, we're dealing here with uh, just who we are in Christ, all that's been done for us in Christ, okay? Um, All that's been done for us in the killing of the old self. Again, uh, Paul has already told us in the first seven verses, and it's, you know, it's referenced again in here, that, that our old self, when we came to Jesus Christ, when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, our, our old self was crucified with Jesus. Our old self was actually enslaved to sin. Sin was our master. We were in slavery to sin, and our old self was driving us to sin. We couldn't help but sin, okay? <clears throat> but we died. Our old self literally died, right? The Holy Spirit immersed us into the death of Christ. We were identified with the death of Christ and no longer are we slaves to sin. No longer are we compelled to sin. Not only that, we've been given new life in Christ. So not only were we identified with the death of Jesus Christ, not only was our old self put to death, but we've been given a new self. We've been given spiritual life. We've been given eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. It's amazing, right? Wow, look at verse eight. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him, okay? So again, when you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, okay, your old self, okay, that part of your soul, we're not talking about your physical body, okay, that part of your, your soul in the non-material realm, that, that old self <clears throat> was crucified with Christ. Our old self died with Jesus on the cross. We were immersed into the death of Jesus we were crucified with Christ. Verse eight, now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. So as I just said, not only were we identified with the death of Christ, but also we received new life in Jesus Christ. Verse nine, for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Okay, this is this is plain it's reasonable, right? It's logical. You could see the reason of the Apostle Paul here. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. <clears throat> you and I in the spirit realm, our old man, our old self, our old man or woman has has died with Christ. We've been crucified with Christ and we've been given new spiritual life <clears throat> and we cannot die again spiritually. If you are genuinely in Jesus Christ today, if you have truly received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, which is to say that you're trusting in Jesus, you're relying on him alone, you're literally clinging to him, believing that he is your only hope for the forgiveness of your sins, the salvation of your soul, deliverance from eternal hell, and to bring you to heaven when you die. Your hope is in Jesus Christ 
for the salvation of your soul and the forgiveness of your sins. If you're generally trusting in Jesus and you're in that place, you have resurrection life. You've been brought into new life, eternal life, spiritual life, <clears throat> and you cannot die again spiritually. You'll never go back to spiritual death. Verse nine, for we know that since Christ died, for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Now, again, he died physically and rose physically, okay? One day, unless Jesus comes, we will all die physically, and we too will come into a literal resurrection in heaven with, with a new immortal body, right? It's, it's wonderful, Corinne, right? It's exciting, for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, Pop, right? He cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Death no longer has mastery over us when we're in Christ. When we're in Jesus, we don't have to fear death. We shouldn't fear death because we have spiritual life. When we take our last breath in this life, we'll step into eternity and into the heavenly realm and we'll be with Jesus, we'll be with our Father, we'll be with the Holy Spirit, we'll be with all believers from all eternity, right? Death has no mastery over us. Now, death still has, has rule over our physical bodies, but once we die physically again, even then we'll come into a resurrected, new, immortal body, which again will never die. So you can see the, the spiritual and the physical ramifications of this, right? Man, again, wow, thank you, Lord Jesus, okay. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Until we give our lives to Jesus Christ, until anyone comes to Jesus, every single person, all 8 billion people in the world that are not in Jesus Christ, death still has mastery over them. Not only physical death, but spiritual death. Death is the master spiritually and physically over all who haven't given their lives to Jesus. Again, once we, we come to receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we come into spiritual life, and no more does death have eternal mastery over us. No more are we spiritually dead. No more do we need to fear death. Again, we'll still die physically, but even then, we'll come into resurrection life with a new physical, immortal, spiritual body. Wow, golly. And yes, it will be a, a tangible, immortal body. Verse 10. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Now, uh, this is obviously true in Christ, and this needs to be true in us, right, Susan? The death he died, he died to sin once for all. Again, when when we gave our lives to Christ, our old self was, was crucified with Jesus, and we died to sin, and it should be once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. It ought to be the same with us. Once we've come to spiritual life in Jesus Christ, once we've been saved, right, Kristen? Once we've been born again spiritually and we have eternal life, no more do we live to sin, but the life he lives, he lives to God. And the pattern of our lives needs to be a life that's living to please God, living and walking in intimate relationship with our heavenly Father, with Jesus Christ our Lord, and with the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian today, Chris, right? 
Are you living your life to God, right? All of us as Christians can still recognize areas of sin in our life. I can see in my own life, you know, throughout my days, just, you know, areas of, of you know, again, I've, I've confessed it before. Hopefully I'm getting better. Areas of impatience, areas of, of frustration, um, times where I, 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 I think and speak things that I, that I ought not to say. And, and I'm consistently in repentance. I'm a, I'm a work in progress in Jesus. Um, so I can still see this sinful behavior, but I don't, I don't want it. Okay. If you're in Christ today, right, David, if, if you're in Jesus today, you ought to desire to live a life that is pleasing to your heavenly father, to live a holy life. There ought to be a grief, right? And a repentance over the areas of our life where we still are selfish and self-serving and self-centered, right? The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. And again, that needs to be the, the pattern of our life, okay? Verse 11, in the same way, right, that Jesus, you know, we, he it just is said about Jesus in verse 10, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So this word count, uh, the other versions say reckon. Um, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. This verse has tremendous hope for us. Okay, if we can really understand and grasp, wrap, right? If we can really grasp the depth of this verse. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Okay, so although, you know, we still live in this body. Our, our sinful nature has not been eradicated, but it, but the power of it, it's been rendered powerless because the old self that, that used to drive that sinful nature, that used to cooperate with that sinful nature, forcing us and driving us to sin, uh, that old self's been killed. It's been crucified. So no more is, is the sinful nature have the power over us, okay? In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin. What does that mean? What we we really, really, right, May, we really want to focus and understand that we had an old self, but it really, really, really has been killed. We're no longer a, a, a prisoner. We're no longer a slave, okay, to our to our old self. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. It's something we really want to get into our, you know, our consciousness, into our psyche. We really want to understand that that old man has been killed and we don't have to, to walk in that way anymore, okay? Uh, you remember when, when Jesus um, in John 11 raised Lazarus from the dead, right? Um, when Lazarus came out of the tomb, Jesus told him to take off the grave clothes, Okay, um, some of us, most of us of Christians are still wearing some grave clothes, right? We were dead in our sin. We've, we've come into resurrection life, but we still don't really understand. We don't fully understand. I don't understand as I ought that I really have been freed from sin and I don't have to sin anymore. There's, there's, there's truly hope. You know, it's like a, it's like a, a prisoner who's been in prison for for 30 years. And then 
you know, so he's he's obviously developed all these habits that that he's learned in prison, and he has a lifestyle of a prisoner, and then he gets paroled, and he gets out of prison, and yet he still has all the habits of the prisoner, and it's it's hard for him to understand that he really, really is a free man, right? Um, it's, you know, it, it's still, there are ways that he still thinks and acts like a prisoner, and, you know, it'd be like, again, the prisoner coming out after 30 years and still wearing his prison clothes while he's a free man, still having his prison number on him or, or however it is it works, right? Um, it's we we have actually, that our sinful old self has actually been killed. It's been crucified with Christ in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. We have to count ourselves. We have to account ourselves. We have to, to meditate on this reality, Pop, okay? That, that, that our old self was literally crucified with Jesus and we are not compelled anymore. Sin literally has no power over us. And not only was our old self crucified with Jesus, but we've been given new uh, a new self. We've been given new life. We've been given spiritual life in Christ Jesus. And, and, and that new spiritual man, that new spiritual woman, you know, is driving us to live in a way that's holy and upright, upright and Christ-like and pleasing to our heavenly father, pleasing to Jesus, pleasing to the Holy Spirit. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin. So again, we have a responsibility to, to truly meditate on this reality. And, 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 and one of the greatest reasons as Christians that we continue often in a sinful lifestyle is we, we don't really understand that we've been freed from sin. <clears throat> that old self left an impression on us, right? It left an imprint on us. And we also have the world, right? We have the flesh, we have the devil. We have these outside forces that, that, are, that, you know, that are pulling us to sin, but, but we don't have to sin anymore. Again, that old man, that old woman that was cooperating, that made us a slave to sin is no longer alive, has been dead. And so no more, uh, you know, no more does sin have power over us, right? We actually have the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit living in us, cooperating with our new man, uh, urging our new man, right? We're to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, and he's urging our new man or our new woman to walk in righteousness, to walk uprightly, to truly live alive to God in Christ Jesus. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So again, this is a principle. I know I've gone over and over and over it here, but it's something we so badly need to get ingrained in our lives. And if if we do, right? If we do, Alicia, we will walk in greater freedom, more holiness and more Christ likeness in our lives. It's it's a fact. Verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. <clears throat> to reign means to rule. Now we don't have to. Again, before we come to Jesus Christ, 
If someone is not in Jesus Christ today, sin reigns in their mortal body, okay? Their old self is ruling, it's living, and it's it's driving like a slave the sinful nature, and all we can do is sin, all right? We are actually slaves of sin, as I said earlier, and as Paul said earlier, right? Um, you remember in in verse uh, 6, Paul said, For we know that our old self, and this is what I've been saying over and over, was crucified with him, with Jesus, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Again, no longer be slaves to sin. Before you give your life to Christ, you are a literal slave to sin. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. You see that verse 7? Romans 6, verse 7, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin, okay? It's, 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 it's incredible, okay? Um, literally, no longer are we in slavery to sin. So Paul says in verse 12, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Again, uh, we still have a world around us, a physical world that lives in sin, right? That, that knows nothing but sin, and it's continually trying to pull us into it. We have to resist that, right? Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Don't let it rule your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Sin is evil. We say that, you know, uh, we've gotten to a place in the, in the church today where, where, where many churches, many ministers, we don't want to talk about sin anymore. Um, and again, it's not pleasant, but we simply have to teach what the Bible has here. Right, Uncle Dennis? In the same way, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. So sin is evil. Again, we, 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 we tend to take it lightly. I certainly take it more lightly than I, than I should have, than I should. Um, sin is, is anything that's contrary to the word of God and the will of God. Anything we think, anything we say, and anything we do that's not in line with the scriptures and what the scriptures teach is the will of God and the heart of God. Anything that is displeasing to our Heavenly Father, anything that's contrary to Jesus, anything that's not consistent with the Holy Spirit, um, again, sin is when we miss the mark. And again, when we behave in a way uh, that's not biblical, that's not in line with the teachings of the scripture, okay? And we sin in our thought, word, and deed. Those are sins of commission. Then there are sins of omission, right? We sin when we when we don't obey the things the Lord has has given us to do and told us to do. When, when the Lord has clearly put an opportunity before us and we know that it's his will that we go out and serve in a certain way, and we just refuse to do it. That's a sin of omission, right? All right. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Verse 13. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, from spiritual death to spiritual life. Again, the old self was crucified and killed, and we were given a new self, a new spiritually alive self that has eternal life and is one with Jesus, right? It's exciting, right? 
Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. This is an incredible verse. All right. Let's look at this slowly. Okay. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness. Before we gave our lives to Christ, and if we're not in Christ, all we can do is offer the parts of our body to sin as instruments of wickedness. Now, hear me. Uh, if you're not in Jesus Christ today, you know, people who aren't Christians can still do good by the common grace of God. Okay. People who are not Christians do good all the time. Okay. By the common grace of God, we can do good things. We can do, we can do thoughtful things, but simply what the scripture is teaching is that again, if we're not in Christ, we're spiritually dead. We, 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 we have no relationship with God. God, the father is not our heavenly father. If we're not in Jesus, God, the son, Jesus is not our Lord and savior and master and King God, the Holy spirit is not living in us if we're not in Christ today, and he's not our guide, our counselor, and our comforter. So although we can do good things by the common grace of God that he's given the world, we, we can't do anything good in cooperation or being led by, by our Father, being led by Jesus, being led by the Holy Spirit, because only in Christ do we have that relationship with God? Only in Christ is God the Father, our Heavenly Father, and is Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior and Master and King, and is, you know, God the Holy Spirit, our guide and counselor and comforter. Right, Lauren? So, do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness. What does it mean to offer the parts of your body as, as instruments of wickedness? So, you know, we can, the parts of our body, you can offer your, your eyes as an instrument of of wickedness. Okay. You can offer your, your ears, right. As an instrument of wickedness, right. We can do violence with our, with our hands, right. As an instrument of wickedness. Um, you know, uh, we can obviously offer the parts of our body in sexual sin, right. As instruments of wickedness. So we can offer our minds, our thoughts as instruments of wickedness. So before we came to Christ, right, we consistently, we're driven by sin and we use our parts of our body, right? Our eyes, we could look with contempt on someone, right? We could hear gossip. We could offer our mouth as an instrument of wickedness, right? By speaking things we ought not to say, right? Um, you know, do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who've been brought from death to life, spiritual death to spiritual life, and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. So again, now that we have new life in Jesus Christ, now that we have spiritual life in Jesus, now that we've been raised to spiritual life, we have eternal life, we wanna offer the parts of our body, our eyes, our ears, our, uh, our mouths um, to, to instruments of righteousness, right? We wanna we wanna speak words that are consistent and uplifting, and true and in line with the word of God, right? We want to to look on people with love. We want to use our eyes and look on people with love and mercy and grace, right? We want to you know we want to use our ears and turn away from things that are 
that are that are just ungodly and foolish and sinful and the things that we listen to. And we want to consistently listen to those things that are right and pure and true. And obviously, our, again, our, our mouths, right? Um, we want to use our hands to go and help people and bless people and, and encourage people, right? Um, again, uh, you know, we want to use this mortal body we've been given in all its parts as instruments of righteousness. Rather, offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness, as instruments just to do what's right, to obey the word of God and the son of God, right? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 14. For sin shall not be your master. For sin shall not be your master because you are not under law, but under grace. Again, this is a profound truth that we very much need to meditate on, Nathan. Okay? We need to think about this. For sin shall not be your master. Okay? Because you're not under law, but under grace. If we haven't given our lives to Jesus Christ today, and again, I'm saying this over and over because it's important we get it, all right? Uh, uh, these, these are overwhelmingly important realities. Until we give our life to Jesus Christ, anyone that's not in Jesus, okay, is still under law. For sin shall not be your master because you're not under law, but under grace. Those who are not in Christ are still under law. Okay, they're, they're, they're not under the grace of God. They're still being driven by the law. They're, you know, the law is there and, you know, there's this line and the sinful nature and the old self really is, is driving them to, 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 to disobey it all the more. Okay, for sin shall not be your master. Again, there it is. B before we come to Christ, sin is our master. We're a slave to sin. But in Christ, for sin shall not be your master, because you are not under law, but we are under grace. When we meditate, again, that, that we're, we're, we're not under a covenant of law. We're not trying to be made right with God by following the rules, by doing the Ten Commandments, by, you know, by doing good works. Okay, All of those things we want to do, but we do them under, under grace. When you try to do it without Jesus, when you try to do it in yourself or in your own righteousness, and, and again, without Christ, um, just all of it is just a dead religion. But in, in the grace of Christ, when we're in Jesus Christ and when we stand in his grace, we can do all these things and live in these ways by the grace and mercy of our heavenly father. For sin shall not be your master because you are not under law but under grace. Wow. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that sin is not our master. We thank you that our old self has been crucified with Jesus. We thank you that we've come from spiritual death to spiritual life, and we have a new self, and that's one with you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you that sin is not our master. We thank you that we're not under law, but under grace. Father, we thank you for your mercy on our lives. We ask you to seal this to our hearts now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.